Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus, you are great and mighty. Lord, there is none other like you, Jesus. Lord, have your way in our hearts, our minds and our souls, dear God. Let your Holy Ghost be in our midst this night, Jesus. You are great and mighty, dear God. There is none other like you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 3. Beginning at verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood, leaping up, stood, and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I would like to preach on expecting to receive. Expecting to receive. You can be seated tonight. This account in the Bible is very familiar to us all here tonight about this man that was lame. And he, uh, he sat at this gate called Beautiful pretty often looking for some kind of fulfillment in his life. But what he got this day wasn't what he was looking for, but I can imagine, or by reading the text here, he was very happy with the result that took place there that, that day. He was expecting some change or just something to help him get by, but what he received was a whole lot deeper than just some kind of a, some kind of a natural fulfillment, but he received something that was a void in his life for a long time. The Bible says that he was this way from his mother's womb. So that's a pretty long time of being unable to move, unable to walk. And when they laid hands on him and they laid hold of him in, in the name of Jesus, he received what he really had need of. It is my belief tonight that he didn't just receive God didn't just heal him 
but he was expecting something. He was expecting to receive something. Now, granted, he was expecting to receive some kind of money, but yet he was expecting to receive something. But what he received was a whole lot greater. You'll read in the Bible that many people came to Jesus, and when they came to him, they came expecting to get their answer. They had heard about Jesus, and they heard that if anybody could meet their needs, it was Jesus. He was the one that had the answer, and they came expecting, knowing that if I go to this man, something, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know one thing, I'm going to leave changed. I'm not going to leave the same way that I came in. And you see it by people's actions and their faith as they pursued after Jesus. The Bible tells us that there was a woman that she had this issue of blood. She had an issue of blood. And she was this way for 12 years. It's a pretty long time. The Bible says that she went to many different physicians trying to find some kind of answer, trying to get her need met from the physicians of this world. The Bible says that when, after each and every physician, she didn't get better. She only got worse. But one day this woman made it up in her mind that I'm going to go and I'm going to seek after Jesus. And the Bible says that on her way to Jesus, she said that if I could only grab the hem of his garment, that I know that I will be made whole. The Bible says that it wasn't an easy task for her to get hold of the hem of his garment. But the Bible says that she made her way through the press. She had to get past some things. She had to get through some things in order to get to Jesus. I'm going to tell you tonight that it's not going to be easy to come in here and grab a hold of Jesus tonight. But you're going to have to make your way through the press tonight. You're going to have to get past some things that are trying to hinder you, that are trying to stop you from grabbing hold of what Jesus has here for you. I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things you're going to have to get past is your flesh tonight. You're going to have to tell your flesh that you don't control me tonight. That I'm coming in and I'm expecting great things in the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm expecting Jesus to heal me tonight. I'm expecting Jesus to work out my financial problems tonight. I'm expecting Jesus to fill me with the Holy Ghost tonight. You can be seated. This woman made her way through the press. And the funny thing about it that always sticks out to me of this account that when she touched Jesus, he felt it. He felt it. The Bible says that virtue flowed out of him. And he turned around and he asked them, who touched me? Now, I can imagine their looks upon their faces as he asked this question. And the Bible says that they said, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody is around you and touched or touching you. What do you mean? And he said, no, somebody touched me. Somebody really touched me. I'm going to tell you 
that there will be a lot of people that will come and they will so-called touch Jesus. But the ones that really come in and touch him with all of their heart, mind, and soul are those that will really get what they are expecting to receive here tonight. Jesus said it in one place. He said, they, uh, they draw close to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In other words, they're just opening up lip service, but their hearts are far away from me. It's on other things. It's on what they're going to do after they leave. It's on what they're going to do the next day. But the person whose heart is really fixed on Jesus, he feels when they cry out to him. He feels when they call out to him. And it causes him to respond to their cry. It causes him to move on their behalf. I don't know about anybody else, but I come to offer up some praise that the Lord can feel in this place tonight. I don't know about anybody else, but I come expecting great things here tonight. And in order for me to receive what I am expecting, my heart has to be fixed on him tonight. You can be seated. You'll read. Now, I ask the question, what is our expectation? What are we looking for tonight? What are we expecting to take place in the house of the Lord tonight? I'll tell you that this world life that we live in, this world, their expectation and what they're doing is very high. It's very high. There are athletes, there are competitors, there are teams that compete against each other, and nobody goes into a game expecting to lose. Everybody goes in expecting that they're going to win. They're going to leave victorious. Tonight I ask, what is our expectation tonight? Did we come with the mindset of that it's just another service? We're going to go in for a couple of hours. We're going to play a couple of songs. Uh, we're going to hear the preaching and we're going to go home. I come to tell you tonight that the Lord wants to do a whole lot more than that. That God wants to do a whole lot more than that. What is our expectation tonight? Are we expecting to see the Holy Ghost fall in this place on somebody new here tonight? Come on, I know there's somebody that needs the Holy Ghost for the first time. Are we expecting that to take place here tonight? Come on, are we expecting the, heal, the lame to be healed? Are we expecting those that are sick in their body to be healed? Are we expecting spiritual chains to be broken over the minds and the hearts of men and women? You can be seated tonight. Because it's all about what you're expecting take place Jesus responds respond to your expectation if we're not expecting much to happen then ain't much going to happen if we're not expecting for the Holy Ghost to fall 
then unfortunately, and it's pretty sad for us, that it's not going to fall. The truth is, we can't afford to come in here and not have a move of God in this place. Uh, we can't afford to come in here and not allow God to move on our hearts and on our minds in this place tonight. I tell you, if we, uh, if we don't allow God to have his way, it's sad to say that people that came in here with a need will leave out of here with that same need. And it's not according to God's will because God stands ready to heal you. He stands ready to save you. I can't say it enough. He stands ready to fill us with the Holy Ghost. What are we come looking for tonight? Did we come looking for the Holy Ghost to fall? Come on, I don't want to go through the motions. I need a real touch for my real problems. I need a real touch for the real issues that are going on in my mind. And I need Jesus to answer him. You can be seated tonight. The Bible tells us that a group of friends, they grab young man and I can imagine they heard about Jesus being in a certain house as they took their friend expecting for something to take place in his life because the truth is you don't go to Jesus unless you expect something to happen you don't come unless you expect something to happen and these men knew that this individual, he needed something. He needed a touch. He needed an answer. And the Bible says that there was power in that house that day to heal. They got to that door, and they saw the crowd that was in there to the fact that they couldn't even enter in. And the carnal, the natural mind would say, well, you know what? Let's turn back around, and let's try this another day where the crowd is not so big. But these men knew that another day, coming back another day wasn't an option. Putting it off for another month or another year was not an option. But this thing is going to happen today. It's going to happen now. And they got up on top of that roof, and I can only imagine how they got that lame man up there on the top of that roof. But it took effort. It took energy. Um, they had to put something into it. And they began to rip up that roof, that ceiling tile, and they tore that thing up to the fact that they let that man down in the midst of that home. And when Jesus saw it, he saw their faith. He saw the effort that they went to get that man in that house. And that man was healed that day. Because somebody came expecting, and guess what? Because they couldn't come in the normal way, didn't stop them from getting in. They got in some kind of way. They got what they had need of some kind of way. Come on, if you come in here tonight casually expecting something from God, then guess what? We're going to leave the same way we came in. But I'm telling you, it takes energy. It takes effort. It takes dedication. It takes commitment. 
somebody come to casually offer up worship unto the Lord tonight. I come to lay it all down to him. I come to cry out to him with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my soul. Come on, I ain't yawning my way through this service tonight. I'm coming, let him know that I need you once again, Jesus. I need a touch once again, Jesus. You can be seated tonight. The Bible says a father came to Jesus concerning his daughter. And he wanted Jesus to, to heal her. He wanted he want, he knew Jesus had the answer. How many of us know tonight that he has the answer? I mean, he has the answer. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, whether it's healing in your body, he has the answer. He stands ready to heal you. Whether it's a financial difficulty, Jesus has the answer. The Bible says that by the time this man got to Jesus, his daughter died. Jesus goes back to the home and Everybody's crying and they're, they're mourning over the loss. And Jesus enters into the house and he, he tells them not to cry that she's only asleep. Now, they begin to laugh at him and to the fact that he had to put them out of the house. And I'm going to tell you, when you, everybody's not going to be uh, full of faith the way that you are. Everybody's not going to be expecting things and expecting Jesus to move the way that you are. See, because there was some doubt in that house that day because they begin to laugh and they begin to mock and they begin to think that he was so crazy and so far out in left field somewhere to think that this girl was only asleep when it is obvious she is dead. But when Jesus put them out of the house, he began, he laid hands on that young girl. And I'm telling you, the Bible says that that young girl, she rose up and she, breath, life was back into that body, all from a touch of Jesus. I'm telling you, get rid of the doubters, get rid of the naysayers. Come on, they will stop uh, spirits from taking place in your life. Get them out of your life and begin to trust in God. Begin to expect that God can and God will and that God can do anything that you ask of him. I don't know about anybody else, but my faith is high tonight. I know that Jesus is well able. I know that Jesus is well able. I don't just say it, but I believe it with all of my heart. He's well able. You can be seated. What, what did we come looking for tonight? What did we come 
expecting tonight. I know how it's so easy to fall into a rut and begin doing the same thing over and over and over again. But I'm telling you that every time I step foot into the house of the Lord, I understand the importance of coming in and allowing God to, tr to have his way in this place because the truth is we need Jesus, okay? We need Jesus. You can't go and we can't go and think that just because we got a touch this morning or we got a touch last week somehow that can hold us up, somehow that can sustain us. Tonight, I know that that is not the truth, that even though I got a touch from the Lord this morning, I need a touch this very hour. Come on, did you hear me? We need a touch of the Holy Ghost tonight. We need to speak in tongues tonight. We need to get the victory once again tonight. We need to put the devil under our feet tonight. You can be seated tonight. This lame man, he came expecting something. He came expecting something, but what he received was a whole lot greater. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is a whole lot more greater than anything that you can possibly imagine. I don't know what we came expecting from Jesus. Maybe you came to bring a wish list before the Lord and expect for him to answer that. But I'm telling you, more importantly, we need the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. More than you need uh, that that new car more than you need that bill to be paid and I know that it's a need and the Lord is well able but first and foremost we need the Holy Ghost in this place tonight because I'm going to tell you when you get the Holy Ghost you'll stop worrying about that bill at home as you put it all in the Lord in the hand of the Lord when you get the Holy Ghost you'll forget about everything else and you'll continue to walk by faith, trusting and believing in the Lord. You can be seated tonight. I expect great things when I come into the house of the Lord. Great things to happen. I expect people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I expect people spirit I expect chains to be broken off of people's lives. I expect for people to be healed. Come on. Don't allow the devil to creep in your mind and speak doubt and say, oh, that's crazy to think that people can be healed. Or that's crazy to expect that the Holy Ghost can fall. Don't we know who we serve by now? Don't we know that the God that we serve is powerful? He's great. He's mighty. And just by the spoken word, he can... Come on, if you got an ounce of the Holy Ghost inside of you, you should be full of faith. You should know that the Lord. You can be seated tonight. The devil would love for us to, our, expect, our expectation not to be that the Lord 
is going to move in this place and for it to turn into, oh, we're just going to another church service. Or we're just going to, you know, sit there and do our thing and go through the motions and we're out of it. I tell you that when we come into the house of the Lord, it's, I'll tell you that it's the most important thing that you could ever be involved in. This is the most important thing that you could ever be a part of. The Bible tells us that Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name. And I and remind me that, and as far as I can I understand, we're gathered here in his name. We're gathered together, and there's more than just two or three of us that are here. The Bible says that he said, when they gather in my name, there am I in the midst of of them. So let me go ahead and break it down for you. That means that Jesus is here in our presence right now. Now do you believe that? Because if you believe that, then your response would be a whole lot different as you realize that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is walking up and down these aisles. There's no way that you would sit there with your arms folded. There's no way that you would sit there with your mouth closed as you realize your Savior, your Redeemer is here walking up and down these aisles ready to touch you, ready to feel you, ready to heal you. Come on, somebody, put that devil under your feet tonight and allow Jesus to have his way in this place tonight. In Jesus' name, you can be seated tonight. So that's why I come expecting great things. That's why I come expecting the blind eyes to be opened. That's why I come expecting the Holy Ghost to be poured out. I, didn't, I don't just expect it just to expect it. I know who is here that is going to perform the work. So my expectation is high. If your expectation is low, that means you don't know who's here tonight. That means you don't know who's walking up and down these aisles tonight. You can be seated. There's no way knowing that Jesus is here, knowing that he stands, the Bible says, with his arms stretched out all the day long. Knowing that, there's no way I can come in here and yawn my way through a service. There's no way I can come in and offer up uh, vain worship or strange fire, the Bible would call it. There's no way that I can come in here and fall asleep in a church service. There's no way that I can come in here and play with my cell phone. There's no way that I can come in here and play with my fingernails because I understand who is here. I understand the importance of coming into the house of the Lord. Come on, we got needs in this place tonight. I know you do because I do. And the only way those needs, I come expecting an answer for my need. 
Come on, how many come expecting for God to answer what you have need of? You can be seated tonight. So people constantly came to Jesus. They constantly cried out to Jesus as they knew that he had the answer. They knew that if anybody was going to make everything all right, it was him. Jesus entered into a city, and there was a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Jesus entered in that city, and he heard the commotion, and he heard that Jesus was coming. And as Jesus made his way, he began to cry out to him. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now there were those, it, it always amazed me of the people that had no idea of what this man was dealing with, yet they were so quick to tell him to be quiet. They were so quick to tell him to pipe down, be quiet. Not knowing that this man couldn't see, he couldn't, he couldn't see the blue of the sky. He couldn't see the green grass. He couldn't see any of that. But the Bible says that when they told him to be quiet, he got even louder. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now I, can, I know that Bartimaeus, he wasn't crying out in vain. He wasn't crying out in vain. He knew that if he called upon Jesus, he was going to get what he was looking for. He was going to get what he was looking for. And the Bible says that when Jesus touched him, he healed him, and Bartimaeus was no longer known as blind Bartimaeus. But Bartimaeus now had his eyesight, all because he refused to keep quiet. He refused to keep his mouth closed. How many times have we come in here having need of something and not opening up our mouths and we leave the same way that we came in? I'm going to tell you, yes, Jesus already knows what we're going through, but Jesus wants us to voice to him how much we need him. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if you need the Holy Ghost, it's not going to work if you don't open up your mouth. But the scripture says, open up thy mouth and I will fill it. In other words, when you call out to the Lord, he's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And you're going to speak with other tongues. Come on, I didn't come to be quiet tonight. Come on, I wonder if I got some Bartimaeus that are in the house tonight that are determined. I don't care what the naysayers say. I don't care what the person next to me say. I got a need and I'm calling out to him. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus. Come on, somebody, call out to him. Cry out to him. Allow him to touch your heart. Allow him to fill you once again. Allow him to deliver you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
Let us remain standing here tonight. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in here tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we need you, dear God. Lord, I come expecting you to move, Jesus, in this place tonight, dear God. I come expecting a touch from you, dear God. In the mighty name of Jesus, have your way in our hearts, in our minds and our souls, dear God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is in here to somebody. Come on. If you would allow God to fill you with the Holy Ghost, you won't have to go through the things that you're going through. You won't stay up in the middle of the night worrying about how this is going to work out. You'll be able to put it in the hands of Jesus as he fills you with his Holy Ghost. As he gives you peace, he gives you joy, he gives you love that you've been looking for. In Jesus' name, let us call upon the name of the Lord tonight. The Holy Ghost is in this place tonight. <laughs> Come on, that man looked upon them expecting to receive something. Come on, have you come expecting to receive something tonight? Or did you come expecting for it to be the same old, same old? I'm telling you, we can't afford to go one service without the Holy Ghost moving in this place. There are people's lives that are dependent on it. You come here tonight because you know that you can find the Lord here. And I tell you, he makes himself manifest when we begin to cry out to him and we call upon his name. He comes down and he dwells in our midst. The Bible says that he inhabits in our praise. That means he dwells when you lift up your hands, when you open up your mouth, when we call upon the name of the Lord in spirit and in truth, God has no other choice but to come down and dwell amongst us and begin to heal, begin to touch, begin to feel. I don't know about anybody else, but I need to feel his touch tonight. I need to know once again that it's going to be all right, that my marriage is going to work out that that my children are going to make it. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in here tonight. Come on, somebody, yield to the presence of the Lord. I'm telling you, we can't do it on our own. We can't do it with our own thinking, but we need the Holy Ghost. We need God in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. These altars are open tonight. But I don't invite anybody down to these altars tonight. I invite people that are coming, expecting to receive something from the Lord tonight. If you need the Holy Ghost, come on down here expecting that God is going to fill you. And you open up your mouth. You cry out to the Lord and God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. There is someone that's in here, you're wrestling 
with depression, I tell you the Lord wants to touch you tonight. You came here tonight because you expect for the Lord to deliver you. Well, come on down and let him deliver you. Come on down and cry out to him tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. 